The Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. If you bet $100 at WinBet, you can get a $100 free bet. To do so, just head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. And welcome into the Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me today is Dylan from the uh, Fans of the Weast Podcast. How are we doing, sir? Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. And I just have to mention, um, what's it feel like to be that close of friends with uh, Mr. Seinfeld that you get to record your podcast from his apartment? Uh, yeah, it's, it's more of a studio thing, you know, like, uh, you know, you, you meet up in Tom's restaurant, you know, just kind of hanging out, shooting the breeze. You, you get invited upstairs to hang out. It's kind of similar to friends, you know, you go and hang out in the coffee mm-hmm. shop. You just kind of mingle around a little bit, you know, central perk. Eventually, you know, you get invited up to the, uh, to the friends, friends pad. Uh, same thing goes with how I met your mom, how I met your mother, you know, just hang out in the bar downstairs, shoot the breeze a little bit, get invited upstairs. And before you know it, you're in a cool spot like this. And here we are. Fantastic. How are we doing? It's all about the people you know. I'm fine. I'm doing great. How, how are you? Good, good. I'm doing great, man. We got an exciting week six preview going here. We're rolling right through the stream of the season, ready to roll. Uh, what are you guys working on over there at Fans of the Weast? Uh, what, what can you share with folks and where can they find you? Uh, you can find anything Fans of the Weast related uh, if you just type in Fans of the Weast when you're looking up any podcasts. But for social media wise, our handle's at Durf and Dylan. It was more of a Durf and Dylan production, fans of the Weast. We got some more stuff that we're planning to do once we get through the football season. But for now, right. we have fans of the Weast, a Seattle Seahawks and Buffalo Bills-centered podcast. Right on. Well, we're going to be talking some Seattle Seahawks right out of the gate here. We're going to jump in uh, right into our starter sit conversation. First up, kind of a polarizing pick here. Geno Smith riding the hot hand, or are you going with Aaron Rodgers? Nice, slow, and steady, trustworthy quarterback. Which way are you going? You have, I mean, I feel like it feels weird for everyone because there's still leagues, including one of the leagues I'm in, where Geno Smith is still like you can still pick him up off the wafer waiver wire. Shame, it's crazy. I, mean, I know people are thinking, like, oh, I have my starter still, we're doing okay. We're like, that's what kind of where I'm at. I have Lamar Jackson in one and Jalen Hurts in the other. I'm feeling pretty good about those two, but like the fact that Geno's still there is crazy. The man has been putting up incredible numbers almost against anyone. The only team he didn't do it was the 49ers, and the 49ers have probably one of the best defenses in the league. They're mm-hmm. back to that status where they have one of the best defenses. He struggled, and that's, a, you know, it's okay. The Cardinals do not have a defense of that caliber. Even the Saints have a top-10 defense, and he still tore them apart. He should be just fine against Arizona. Aaron Rodgers, it's been kind of up and down. He's put up some steady numbers, like you said, but I think mm-hmm. Geno is still going to outplay him. And the Jets... Man, they have DJ Reed on one side, former Seahawk. He's just, he's, I, I, the Seahawks are so stupid for letting him go because he is looking great this year. Mm-hmm. And we have, you know, one outside corner, at least it's not doing that solid. And then they have the Sauce Gardner, obviously. They're shutting, they're not shutting people down, but they're doing great out there. I mean, what, mm-hmm. last week, who, I don't even remember who they played last week, 40 to 17, they shut someone down. They just blew them out of the water. The Jets are not the Miami, Jets of yeah. old. The Miami, yeah. Well, they, to be fair, they're playing a third stringer, but I get it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah. They're putting together something pretty special. It's very early stages of something special, but it's a defense that you have to be looking for. Aaron Rodgers has been struggling. Christian Watson might. I don't know. He's questionable. I don't. Know, he's on my fantasy team, so I keep an eye on him. You know, Randall Cobb just is not the Randall Cobb of old, but his eyes are still just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, out, but it's just the wit with the weapons are limited. Right, Geno yeah. Smith has been tearing people apart, getting the tight ends involved. Tyler Lockett's been amazing. DK Metcalf, if his hands weren't made of bricks, he'd be just even more better than he already is. I'm taking Geno all day. I know. It sounds crazy. I'm doing the same thing. I love the matchup a lot more. Arizona's allowing a ton of points. And Geno, he actually looks better as just a deep ball passer. He's got way less completions than Aaron Rodgers through like the last three weeks, but his yardage is much, much higher. So they're getting in situations where the game flow is very positive for fantasy. They're playing from behind or they're playing in high scoring matchups. And Geno, he just kind of stood in the entire time. I was expecting a very big dip in that Saints game. He, th- he, he shut me out. He, he crashed a uh, a three-leg interception parlay. I just had him to throw one interception <laughs> in that game. Could have did anything interception else. Interception parlay. 
Oh yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. new had, one. I like I, that. I had Bailey Zappi. I had Kenny Pickett, and then I had Geno Smith. And of you course, should have thrown Josh Allen in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I did. I, I had a little. I had like a, just a single bet for a Josh Allen uh, interception. Because nice, I did, nice. I did both sides. I did a Kenny and a Josh. It's like this seems like one where Josh will just be throwing a crap ton of balls. It just feels like right. One's going to sneak through there, and it did. So I was like, but there you go. There you go. I, yeah, I, I, I would have seen that attacking the QB one in fantasy for a for an interception. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not entirely possible, I guess. Yeah. So you heard it from us first. Geno Smith definitely worthy of a uh, of a starter spot this week. Uh, just to peep you a little bit, I do have this exact situation in one of my leagues, and I am starting Geno Smith over Aaron Rodgers. So I am putting my um, my money where my mouth is. All right. Next up, we've got the running running back position. Very hot pick this week: Ramondre Stevenson at Cleveland or Brees Hall at Green Bay. Brees Hall also coming off a very big performance last week. Uh, which direction are you going here? I I like Brees, and it's unfortunate because I just traded him away in fantasy before his big week. Because I'm sitting here thinking, you know, it's just going to be this back and forth with Michael Carter and these other folks in this committee. And mm-hmm. I needed a wide receiver I because I had people banged up. I needed a wide receiver. So I made the trade, and then he pops off. I was like, of, of course he would. That makes sense. Right. Uh, but then, he, obviously, Stevenson, uh, Cleveland, is, his defense is banged up. They have a couple people out this week. That's where I have to lean. It seems mm-hmm. like the Patriots found something last week. I know they're playing the Lions. I get it. But they have a little bit of momentum heading into this one. Stevenson has been good since last year when he gets enough touches. Cleveland banged up. Mm-hmm. I think he can have a big day. Not to say Brees can't as well, but it seems like one of those situations where they're going to take turns. I wouldn't be shocked if Michael Carter just ends up having a huge day and Brees Hall owners are like, "What? wait, what, what just happened? I thought he was the guy. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you're a running back for the Jets, I guess. Yeah, it was really tough last week because Brees Hall could have had an even much bigger week. He finished with 197 all-purpose yards, uh, one rushing touchdown. He could have had three. They, they easily could have had three rushing touchdowns. They pulled him at the one twice for Michael Carter. And while yep. I have these guys very close to my rankings, uh, I have Ramondre at number 10 this week and Brees at 14. Just for comparison, Fantasy Pros has Ramondre at, as number five. Oh, number five running back this week. It seems a little rich. It seems that, a little that rich, seems but excessive. considering the matchup, like, I guess I get it. Like I get the correlation last week. They play the lions. The lions have given up the second most, probably the most now fantasy points to the running back position. Cleveland, they're sitting at fifth most coming into week six. So it's definitely a good matchup. I don't know what's going on with Dame Harris. They're, they've now given him the questionable tag. Feels like he should be like already on the IR. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe it's not as bad as, uh, you know, as, as they made it seem at the end of the last game. Same thing for Mac Jones. Like he could barely walk a couple weeks ago. Now they're saying he's questionable. I don't know if Bill is just playing the mind games here or what, but that number five seems a little bit high. I have Ramondre at 10. I have Brees Hall at 14. I am still leaning with Ramondre just because of Michael Carter. I don't know who's going to spell Ramondre this week, but I have to imagine from his performance last week, what he was able to you know put on the, on the ground. He's going to be the focal point of their offense this week expecting a backup quarterback, you know, expecting him not being able to push the ball, Bailey Zappi, that is, being able to push the ball down the field. The corners in the secondary is are very good for Cleveland. So I'm, I'm imagining a lot of rushing and a lot of uh, dink and dunks off to Ramondre this week. But again, fifth seems just very, very high. All right, how about uh, Michael Pittman or Christian Kirk? They are playing each other, and they have already played each other this season. Man. You're not these choices suck. If I had either one of these guys so far through, if I had to start one of these guys, yeah, at this point in the season, I, I'm I, I guess my record is below 500 in fantasy. I unfortunately have to go with Christian Kirk. I just I feel like I have to. It's this thing with the Colts and the Jags. And I know this one's in Indy, so that changes it up a little bit. It's not like they're in Jacksonville where the Colts haven't won in like 20 years. You know, right. it, it still feels like there's this thing where Jacksonville has the Colts number. I ever since the Colts acquired Matt Ryan, I've had mm-hmm. zero faith in this offense being able to do a gosh darn thing. Yeah. I do not trust him, which means I cannot trust Pittman. Trevor Lawrence has been pretty good. 
Christian Kirk has surprised me. I did not think he was wide receiver one material. He's put up decent numbers. Mm -hmm. Just because of the matchup, I'm going to go with Christian Kirk by like a a hair. Literally by a hair. Uh, So Fantasy Pros has Pittman at 15 and Kirk at 16. I have it uh, flipped a little bit. I have Pittman at 16 and I have Kirk at 14 this week. The only thing that concerns me is that Indianapolis has allowed the fewest amount of fantasy points to the wide receiver position. However, Kirk has put up the best performance up against them. Two touchdowns, six for six in week two. I think it was for, I don't know, don't quote me on the yards, but I want to say like 70 to 80 yards. I think it was like 79 or something like that. So I'm I'm also going Christian Kirk here. And it's also just because I feel like with the, the Colts offense, yeah, I, I don't like Matt Ryan. Haven't, haven't been a buyer or advocate of him uh, across the last season, into this offseason, into this current season, not on uh, not on the Matt Ryan train. But I do still like Pittman in the sense that, you know, he's like that number one target. But mm-hmm. the with the thing with Matt Ryan, what I was going to, going with this is he just spreads the ball to whoever's open. Like he's not going to force feed Pittman. And it feels like Kirk is just kind of that piece in the offense where they're going to pull him all around the offensive line. They're going to purposely get him design touches to move the chains. You know what I mean? So I feel like he's got a bigger focal point in his offense where they want to just get him more usage. So for that really is the reason why, because I could still see Pittman, you know, getting a, a big target share, especially if we saw, you know, Jonathan Taylor being out or being limited in, in this game. I know that he's coming back. I do still have Jonathan Taylor inside my top 10 today, at least right now until I get more information, um, because if he is healthy, he's going to get a ton of usage. Obviously, him being gone, you know, it, it plays a, a huge dividend in the offense about what they can really do. All right, we're going to hit one quick word from our bit of Mo Alley Cox in their offense, you know? Yeah, like, well, that's what I'm saying is like it could be <laughs> Mo Alley Cox. It could be the rook. Who, uh, who is the rookie tight end? Uh, Jelani Woods. It could be Alec Pierce. It could be Deion Pierce Sanders. Been kind of popping off Deion lately. Sanders. Could, I was about to say Deion Sanders. It could be Naeem Hines or uh, what's his name? Deion, uh, is it Jackson? The ball could go anywhere. That's that's yeah. that's really the point we're we're trying to get across here is that they're really going to spread it around. They're not overly uh, concerned about getting any one player a huge amount of touches, unless his name his first name is Jonathan and his last name is Taylor. So, uh, we're gonna hit a quick word from our sponsor, WinBet, and we'll be right uh, right back after this. Uh, thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time because new customers who bet one hundred dollars get a one hundred dollar free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit uh, bonus up to $1,000. Also, be sure to look out for the WinBet Biggest Winners Club. Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week, someone turned $6 into $4,000. Plus, on top of that, they got an extra $1,000 free bet. WinBet is truly for DGENs only. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. All right, and we're back with our starter sits. We've now worked our way to the tight end position. Not some sexy names here. We've got Irv Smith Jr. for Minnesota playing in Miami or Gerald Everett versus Denver at home. Which way are you going here? I know we'll I know we'll touch on it a little bit later, but the fact that this is not prime time for the Minnesota Vikings and the mm-hmm. and the Dolphins seem to have lost their touch so far, not only on offense because of the two being out, which he might be back actually. Uh, but they've also kind of lost their touch on defense. Kirk mm-hmm. Cousin loves slinging this ball; absolutely loves it when it's not prime time. I don't. I, don't, I know it's not going to be every week, and he'll have his falters. But right, the fact that Gerald Everett has to go against Denver's defense, which Denver has not looked like a good football team, but they've also looked like a boring football team because their defense is very good, and they make both teams look just god awful. Uh, it's uh, all those games are always grind out low point fest. So I'm going to go with Irv Smith, probably just because it might be a higher scoring game. Mm-hmm. No, I, I absolutely love it. And I feel like it's a situation where Minnesota might be up big in this game and you might just see a little bit more favoritism to, you know, the roster cloggers, right? Like maybe some KJ Osborne, maybe some Irv Smith Jr., right? Uh, maybe some Alexander Madison this week. Um, because, yeah, I think I feel like it's a good spot for Minnesota to put up a lot of points. You might see Justin Jefferson have a pretty big first half, 
similar to his game against the Bears, and then you know maybe you know not do so much in the second half. Um, so yeah, I, I like Irv Smith Jr. there as well. With Everett, he, he kind of came down to earth last week, uh, right? And we still haven't had Keenan Allen since week one. It kind of felt like he was being used as like that next option up, that next man up with Keenan out. Now we kind of saw last week that that doesn't have to be the case for them to have success. So I, I'm just a little bit more worried, like you like you mentioned, the, the matchup. Denver allowing the 15th fewest fantasy points to the tight end position and Miami the 11th most. So I still do have Everett ahead of him in my in my rankings, but I am favoring, you know, in this comparison, a uh, an Irv Smith start here. So I, I definitely like it. And Miami, they're dealing with some other injuries on defense, too. So there's definitely going to be some opportunity there. Um any concern about the weather? I, I know they love to stick the uh, the opposing team in the sun. I'm not sure what the weather's supposed to be. I don't know if it's supposed to be one of those hot Miami days. And I mean, that's definitely something you'd have to consider and worry about, especially you know, just like Buffalo, who's used to that nice, cool fall weather. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, roughly the same, so it could be an issue. I mean, personally, I hope I'm wrong because I have Gerald Everett starting on my team. He's he's my tight end, so. You know, I pray to God he just pops off, and for some reason, Denver's defense just gives up three touchdowns to Gerald. He's the next Travis Kelsey, but uh, I don't see that happening, unfortunately. Yeah, it's coming down a little bit. So Saturday, today, there's going to be some rain in Miami. Pretty normal. Uh, Tomorrow, 84 is the high, 77 the low, with only 70% humidity. So definitely a little bit more forgiving, we'll say. Yeah, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. All right, next up, we've got our, a couple of flex questions. So the first one, we've got Najee Harris versus Tampa, Devin Singletary at Kansas City, or Devonta Smith versus Dallas. Which way are you going here? Last man in the lineup. Gee whiz. Isn't I'm going to take, take Najee Harris candidate? out of here immediately. Well, there you go. No Najee. I, 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 I get it. I get the appeal for people liking Najee, and he's had a couple of games here and there, and he has high usage. I just don't like. Steelers at all I, mean, I have Deontay Johnson he's the only Steeler I'll ever touch because there's literally right. nobody else who's gonna catch a football over there uh and he and he feels like quarterback proof right like it, yeah. it feels like he can still always get production no matter who's throwing the ball like he was looking really good with like Mason Rudolph at mm-hmm. one point you know what I mean so he just knows how to get open exactly great great guy just being able to find a spot or just break his dude's ankles and get open yep Najee great. just feels like a guy especially against Tampa Bay's defense Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough sledding for the young man. Yep. So I'm stuck here with Devin and Devonta Smith. Um, the Bills. They've been getting good production out of out of Singletary, not just because they've been handing the ball up the middle, but because they've been doing extensions of the run game, throwing out mm-hmm. like let's screen passes outside, you know, yep. those quick passes, and he's been heavily involved in those kinds of plays. So if you're running a PPR kind of, you know, fantasy league, Devin's probably going to be your guy. He's been getting so much more uses, which is what Bills fans have been screaming for. We need more production out of the running backs. They've been starting to do that more and more with Devin as the season's gone on. I like Devonta Smith's spot here. You don't have to worry about digs because you got A.J. Brown to take away some of that. So he could find potential, but it's just there's, Smith has been so boomer bust this season Yep, because I have him on my team. It's like, great. He scored, he scored a bunch of points this week. Oh, next week? Sweet. He got me three. It, that's tough to trust a guy like that with just an offense that has so many weapons. You don't know who's game planned that week. So you're just yep. rolling the well, dice. To me, it's always about you know the run versus pass narrative. Like, Is this going to be a week where Jalen Hurts and the running backs are the only scorers of touchdowns, or is this a week where they're going to push the ball down the field? And it feels like each week it could go either way. Like, yep. yeah, with digs out, you would assume like, oh, well, yeah, the Eagles are definitely going to take some more shots downfield, but they could get one to like A.J. Brown or Goddard and then just, you know, run them, run themselves out of Dallas. You know what I mean? Like it just feels like they're always trying to set up to make the best football plays. And mm-hmm. again, uh, kind of similar to like Indianapolis, they're not focused on getting one guy the ball a lot. Like you'll see a week where A.J. Brown has like eight plus catches. You'll see another week where he has two or three and you're just like, what? Say J. Brown, like, why are you not getting him in the, involved more? Oh, we'll stop traffic, pal. This isn't fantasy football. We don't need to. <laughs> yeah. we, we don't need to. We can just every, win. Every single person will tell you the same thing that's involved in the NFL. We don't care about your fantasy team. We're trying to win games. It's like, why not? You should care more because I need to win. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah. And and you could have like, you know, the one touchdown uh, passing wise go to like Dallas Goddard. And then you could have two for Hertz, one for Sanders. And one for Scott or one for Gainwell. Like, you just cut it up however you want. I think in week one, every one of those guys scored a touchdown. Yeah. Hurts, uh, Gainwell, 
um, Sanders and Scott. They all scored at least one. So you just don't know which way they're going to go here. I'm with you. I, I've, I'm feeling like Devin Singletary has the safest floor of this group. And I also just love that matchup up against Kansas City, who has allowed now the second most fantasy points to the running back position. So it's a good spot good usage and you're attached to one of the best offenses in the league. Like I feel like this one should be more simple, but when you have Najee Harris in the, in the question and you're just like, man, like I drafted Najee fourth overall, what do I do <laughs> right now? You got to sit him, guys. Like, I'm sorry. Like in these situations, like you just have to re like, you have to react to the real world situations that are going around you in the NFL and you can't, you know, dictate your, your starter sits based on you know, a draft that you did, you know, seven or eight weeks ago like it's just you know it's just not going to be sustainable so yeah we're, we're both feeling singletary there and i like this because it seems like our heads are in the same spot here with a lot of these picks uh next one up here feels like this one might be a little bit tougher see i feel like it's an easy pick for me but dj moore at los angeles juju smith schuster versus buffalo or zeke elliott at philadelphia what you got and you said this was an easier pick for you so for me it's easy for me it's Ooh. easy and that's because one of these guys is just like my guy, I don't like. I don't, oh, you know. okay, all right. I have a feeling I know who you're gonna say. That's yeah. I, I I'm almost tempted to to say DJ Moore because the Rams haven't looked amazing, and it's almost like that. You know that first the new head coach comes in and the team like flitch like flips a switch at yep. least for a week. Like you've seen it before, but it's the Panthers, so probably not. I don't like Zeke at all, almost for the same reason as Najee. It's just like it hasn't yep. been panning out. Zeke doesn't exist. Pollard should – they just need to accept that oh. Pollard's the guy. You can Come put Zeke in for like short third downs or goal line situation because he's a bigger mm -hmm. guy. Fine. But Pollard's the guy. I don't trust Zeke at all to get me points. Yep. So that leaves one guy. Guess we're taking Juju. I don't really love the matchup that much. Uh, I know the Buffalo secondary is still banged up a little bit. They don't get Trey White back this week. Mm -hmm. uh, if they really focus the middle of the field and taking care of Kelsey, because I feel like you have to fit, you have to find someone on that offense to take care of and take out of the game. And it almost feels like you have to take Kelsey out of the game or else you're going to lose. So a lot of the linebackers like Milano and the safeties are going to be double covering Kelsey, which can leave the field open for Juju. Mm -hmm. I, I guess that's my pick. I can't do it. I can't do it. And Juju, do it. Juju has just not passed the eye test whatsoever. Yeah, like he's I, just I looked that, yeah. bad. And and to be fair, my, my pick, DJ Moore, he hasn't looked very good. But the offense for the Carolina Panthers has not looked good. I have in my and my belief is that they, they've looked better in the last two weeks, even with Baker being bad. Like they they reverted from using, you know, CMC as like an every down runner <laughs> to like almost an every down passing target. Okay, good job. You you were able to change that because like in week one or two, you're like giving him 18 carries for 100 yards, and you're just like, you do know he's CMC, right? Like he catches the ball, <laughs> like that's what he does. He moves the chains. Like he's not your guy for you know a three and four yard carry, you know, and giving him two out of the carries for you know the first through third downs, right? Like that that's not that's not his mo. So they were kind of making those aversions, and I in what you had mentioned with like you know the, the firing of the head coach firing of the defensive coordinator. It feels like that week where the boys are going to galvanize. They're going to have the players only meetings, get the coaches out of here. We're going to figure this out. And like you mentioned, the Rams are a great matchup. They've allowed the fourth most fantasy points to the wide receiver position. We've also seen DJ Moore start to get some carries. They've started lining him up in the backfield. They're putting him and CMC back there together. So they're trying to get some creative ways uh, to get him the ball. I have to feel like any change right now is positive. Baker was like in the QB 40 territory. There's 32 quarterbacks starting each week. Like, come on. Like, it was a bad situation. I'm not saying PJ Walker is going to be light years better, but I believe that the offense in totality will be better. Agree with you on Zeke. I have not seen a running back take this many carries and have so few fantasy points since Eddie Lacy. Like, that's oh. my comp right now. Like, that's where oh. I feel we're going. That, like next year, that's painful. Come on, I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Don't like, let Zeke at, hear you say that. Well, I, he can hear it all he wants. I hope. I mean, maybe I give him a fucking hamburger, he'll figure it out. Like <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, and I'm not even saying like, oh, he's like overweight or he's fat. He looks bad. He just looks. He bad. looks bad. Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna pull it up here because is it not the funniest thing in the world that 
they listed Dak as questionable and considered starting him maybe this week or like in the future. It's crazy. Cooper Rush hasn't lost a game yet. Why would you mess with that? Like, and I don't why care not who they played. Why not bring Dak back against Detroit, the Bears, or wait till after the, because they have those two games up next and then they have the bye. So why rush him back for any of these games when you have a winning record? And I'm, I'm not sure if they're leading the division or tied, but you're in a very, very good um, position before you're by. You're playing two soft defenses in Detroit and Chicago right before you have to before you get a break. And when they come back from the break, they get Green Bay, Minnesota. So those feel like the games that you're going to need Dak, right? Like on the road, playing two tough teams in the, in the conference. Like I feel like that's the spot for him. But uh, back to Zeke a little bit here. So week one, 10 for 52. Less than three and a half fantasy points. <laughs> Week two, 15 carries for 53 rushing yards. Less than three and a half fantasy points. Week three, 15 for 73. Did get a touchdown. He fell in the end zone. 10.75. The following week, 19 for 49. Oh, God. Less than seven fantasy points. This is this one's a real kick in the dick here. Real kick in the dick. 22 attempts last week for 78 yards. Less than four fantasy points. Like he puts, if he you're puts still one ball starting the him. You need to stop playing. Yeah, fantasy. that's like, that's the point we're trying up. to make here. That's yeah. the tr- that's the point we're trying to make here. Like it's over, guys. It's Tony Pollard season. Yeah, and then Tony Pollard has five carries for like ninety-seven yards and a touchdown. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Come on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, much more versatile threat. Much more versatile threat. All right, we're gonna hit a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back after this. Uh, if you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you the complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and sports and entertainment for only a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. And Dylan, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Odds Trader, but it's a place where you can compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal possible. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so that bettors can uh, keep records of all their games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, it's the number one site for all of your game day bets. All right, and we're back in. We're rolling here. We're going to start with some trade grades. We're going to pick our side and, you know, just kind of give our our take, like if, you know, we're going to let this uh, trade fly in our league. I'm pretty much anti-veto, but you never know. You know, you, sometimes you can't let, you know, just people pick on the bottom uh, scraping teams to give themselves an advantage. First up here, we've got side A. We've got Kareem Hunt plus Joe Mixon uh, for side B, J.J. Justin Jefferson. I don't know if I can do that one. Oh, boy. I'm holding JJ there. It's tough to let up JJ, especially for Kareem Hunt, who has seen it. You can't say like, well, he's, he's option two in that offense, you know, or mm-hmm. splits carries. Cause you've seen him pop off for games. Like I, I own Nick Chubb and I'm mm-hmm. sitting here like, Oh my God, why did Kareem Hunt get that touchdown carry? Why didn't Nick have it? Like it happens. Right. And Joe Mixon too. I mean, the injury possibility with him, he has been a solid option. Like, I guess mm-hmm. it just depends on the scenario. Like, apparently, side B needs running backs. He's desperate. So, I'm right. going to give you Justin Jefferson. I have to see the rest of the roster for this one. I almost think it's fair. But, man, giving up Justin Jefferson would be hard. I wouldn't veto it. That's for sure. Like, this is fine. Personally, mm-hmm. I would rather keep Justin Jefferson on my team. So if I'm side A, this is good for me. If I'm side B, why would I be doing this? Kareem Hunt actually has more fantasy points than Joe Mixon in one of my leagues. 48.5 to Mixon's 48.4. So they're both That's in running back two territory right now, as as it were. So you're trading essentially two RB2s for like the wide receiver one. I still don't think that it matches up. I mean, like you had mentioned, like, if you have the roster utility to give up those two running backs, like if you're still stacked and you can pull that off, absolutely. Like I want the JJ side of it. So I either want to hold 
or I want to give up those two running backs for him. So I would I would be fine with it. I agree with you. It's not one that's necessarily worthy of vetoing, um, but I would want the JJ side of this. Um, just the consistent floor that you're going to get, just much safer in my opinion. And if those guys are the running backs that you're willing to give up, you probably have you know a Josh Jacobs, a Jamal Williams, um, maybe a Brees Hall, or even a Damian Pierce to kind of back that up to kind of back up those losses. Right. So as long as you're in that type of position, I'd, I'd be good with it. Uh, but again, still want the JJ side of this. Next one up we have is side A. This is a big swap here. We got Raheem Mostert plus Marquise Brown plus Eno Benjamin for side B, Alvin Kamara, who's been, we'll say, pretty disappointing so far. Is this enough to get Kamara? You know, it, it, I think side B is almost like kind of getting a steal here because if you're literally doing this trade right now, this week, mm -hmm. It's, it's it's strictly because you're trying to get the most bang for your buck after he had a good game against Seattle's defense. You know, right. like he's been he's been like you said he's been disappointing all season. Then has a big game against Seattle, who's just their defense is just oh, oh god, so bad. So it's like oh look look at his potential. This is what Alvin can do. I'm gonna need a lot from you. So give me Eno, who's about to play Seattle's defense. Right. Then you get Marquise Brown, who is about to play Seattle's defense, and Raheem mm -hmm. Mostert, who's a you know. I guess it's not a great pickup, but you know Miami, then okay. I don't know what his actual numbers are, but he's got a couple of people to compete with in that backfield. Mm -hmm. I think side B is getting a steal here. I know Alvin looks appealing, and you're going to give up a lot for him. I would rather be on side. I'm not going to veto it again. Like personally, like I think you said pretty much the same thing. I think vetoes only exist so people aren't trying to like take advantage of a new guy mm -hmm. or. Like someone's just like, I'm done playing, so I'm going to give you all my best players. Like they gave them like 100 bucks for their team, you know? Right, right. <laughs> like, or that's the uh, kind of stuff we're trying to avoid. If there's players included in the trade that like deserve to be dropped, like if they're if they're droppable, like if if the other team is going to get this player and then instantly drop them, that's that's veto worthy in my opinion. Yeah. So this is not I'm not vetoing this. I think it's roughly fair. Um, but I would rather be side B getting those players and giving up Alvin. I'm I'm definitely okay with not having him so far in this season. Right. So I, I still want side B. I still want Alvin Kamara to me, these other pieces and Mostert Brown and Benjamin, like this would be a great swap. Like if you could make this deal and, and steal Alvin Kamara like this, I feel like it's a great move because like you had mentioned with Mostert, there's still mouse to feed there. We don't know what's going to happen with their offense. Like, yeah, he's looked good as they're running back in the last couple of weeks, but that really feels like it could change any moment. And he's also a little bit banged up right now. Marquise Brown, been great, but this is the last week that you have to really get the A1 usage out of him because DeAndre Hopkins comes back next week. And Eno Benjamin, well, you know, he's a nice piece to have, you know, a nice little stash on your bench. Daryl Williams and James Conner are both out this week. And the James Conner injury, though he is an injury-ridden running back, that's that's all of his history holds for him, it doesn't sound like it's a very serious injury. Like, it's a rib injury. He landed on the ball weird. Like, he had the ball, like, tucked under his rib. And it seems like he just has bruised ribs and that he will be back soon. So one week of A1 Marquise Brown, one week of Eno Benjamin and the uncertainty of Mostert, it's just not enough for me. I feel like it's a nice sell high opportunity for the three in side A. And it's a great buy low opportunity for side B and Alvin Kamara because he's only done so much. And if anything, the Seattle game was just kind of an indicator like, hey, like he can still be good. So. The only, honestly, the only player that you probably drafted from side A is Marquise Brown. You probably picked up Mostert and Eno Benjamin yeah. off of the waiver wire. You know what I mean? So for that, I would still hold true to, to Alvin Kamara, you know, buying the history, buying the draft capital, um, not something that you always want to do, but I feel like he still holds the most trust here. I feel like those, those candidates on side A are great sell candidates because, again, they all have good things going for them right now in week six. I feel like those narratives are going to shift seven, eight, nine, you know, as those weeks come on here. I don't disagree. Right, next, next one up we've got uh, is straight up Jeff Wilson Jr. for Garrett Wilson. Wilson on Wilson action here. Which one you got? Little Wilson on Wilson. Ooh. That's a tough one. It is because, like, Garrett's been coming on. Mm -hmm. He's getting there. He's got his – he's got the QB back. Like, his guy is now playing with him. They're going to build rapport. Jeff Wilson has been popping off. He's been getting all the attention for San Francisco now. 
This is a very even trade of guys who are just like, you know, I need a running back. Well, I need a wide receiver. All right, here we go. Let's make a deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a winner. I think this is a wide receiver kind of year. I, I In both of my drafts, I drafted wide receiver heavy early and often. I didn't go no running back, but mm-hmm. I did go heavy on wide receivers early. Sure. So I'm going to take Garrett and trust the process in New York. Mm-hmm. And just hope that he just becomes the guy that Zach Wilson just absolutely loves and he gets 10 targets a game. At least give him the opportunity to catch a billion balls. Yeah, well, they might need Joe Flacco in the lineup for that to happen because uh, when when Flacco was in there, he was getting the double-digit targets. And now Wilson back has me a little bit more concerned. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is with Zach Wilson, but him and Braxton Berrios, they are are like this. They're like Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney. Or, if you want to get a little bit closer to home, they're like Joe Flacco and Ty Conklin. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know what it is with these quarterbacks and their guys, you know what I mean? Like, if it's just the dudes that they're playing catch with on the sidelines, but it seems like every time Zach Wilson's in the game, Braxton Berrios is getting some, you know, random touchdown target, random usage, you know, with some end-around reverse action or something crazy to trick the defenses. That wasn't happening when Flacco was in the lineup. I don't know what it is. I don't know what type of audibles wilson's calling but it's nothing that's been favor too favorable uh to garrett wilson so far he has <clears throat> oh darn it i just lost it i was gonna say he has less than double digit targets for sure since zach being back so he has 10 in the last two weeks with wilson being back and in weeks two and three he had 25 total with Ooh. joe flacco like i don't i don't get it i don't i don't understand what it is if i was seeing those types of uh, productions and stats with with Zach, I would be all in. But that was good that you still took Garrett because I, I feel like it is pretty close and we'll get to kind of give good takes for both sides. I think Jeff Wilson just has a very, very safe floor until Elijah Mitchell comes back. That's the caveat, right, is when Mitchell comes back, it probably will be more of a tandem than overloading Mitchell with with volume because he is coming back from another injury. He has been good when returning from injuries. He did that last season. But Wilson's floor has just been so safe. He's got four weeks in a row with 75-plus rushing touchdowns. He's got uh, – or um, rushing yards, excuse me. He's got back-to-back weeks with a, at least one rushing touchdown. And the focal point of the 49ers offense, run, 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 protect Jimmy or whatever, whoever their quarterback's going to be. So I'm going Wilson there, but I, I agree with you. It is more of a coin flip. If you need a, if you need a receiver, Wilson's a great target in a, in a, in a redraft format like this to get a, a nice swap. And if you have Wilson – you probably have other better running backs. So you can probably afford to give up that that depth piece, you know, to, you know, maybe you need just a, a wide receiver this week with buys and injuries. I'm probably going to be, or I am out of Michael Thomas this week. No DJ Shark. Keenan Allen is um, is questionable. He probably won't play. That's all on one team. That, that's just one roster, right? Like there, I'm that's sure there's tough. plenty of people with issues like that. All right, last one up here. This one's, I might even be tougher. Uh, Mark Andrews straight up for Leonard Fournette. I've been banging the Lenny drum all offseason, but I've also been banging the Mark Andrews, you know, trumpet since you know God knows when. So these both of these guys are very high on my priority list uh, in the offseason and weekly drafts. Been loving both of them. What what do you think here? I look at this, and this is I I, I this is the closest one of these trades. Mm-hmm. If I had to veto any of the trades that we've talked about, it would be top this five player for top five player at their position. No way. Like Mark Andrews is just, it's, it's, it's Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey fantasy owners are like, all right, cool. I'm going to score a bunch of points this week. And then everyone else with whatever tight end they have are like, cool. They scored five points this week. Great. Like my tight end popped off. Victory. <laughs> it's like, like <laughs> you can find Leonard Fournette's throughout the season. You know, if you really play waiver wires or you do safer trades where you don't have to give up freaking Mark Andrews, you know, you can you can skirt by without a Leonard Fournette. You cannot skirt by with getting rid of Mark Andrews. Now you have to go to the waiver wire and you're playing Will Disley. All right. This is bad. If you're the guy who is getting Leonard Fournette for Mark Andrews, if you're side A, buddy. Like you're get you're gonna get fleeced here, and I'm gonna feel bad for you because when you do have to go get a new tight end off the waiver wire, whoever your backup is, you're gonna in, in like one or two weeks you'll be like, man, why did I do that? 
you you definitely need another tight end on your roster. So, for example, in one of my leagues, I am starting that, that league I just referenced, actually, with the Shark and uh, Mike Thomas and Keenan Allen. I got to start Mark Andrews and Tyler Higby. You know, I, I have to. You know what I mean? Like, that's just where I'm at. If you had a Tyler Higby, um, I might be okay with it. If you had a Zach Ertz, pro- again, probably okay. But you have Good to have week. like that. You you have to have like a stack of tight ends that you really trust. So and then that's very few. That is very few pairings. So I'm talking Mark Andrews, and I guess if you somehow drafted Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey, it's not unheard of, but very rare. I've seen it. I've seen it. Uh, I believe I saw it in the Scott Fishbowl actually. Yeah, um, that would actually be pretty solid if you did do that somehow. Your tight end and your flex being Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. That's actually pretty solid. This would be the year Man. for it, for sure, for 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 certain, uh, because the tight end volatility this season just feels like it's, and like a full swing is a is an understatement in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like the aggravation mode is at like, if it's a te- if it's a ranking out of ten, it's at fifteen. You know what I mean? Like it's just been absolutely ridiculous. Um, so yeah, if you had if you had those guys somehow, okay, cool, do the trade. Uh, but Mark Mark Andrews and say Dallas Goddard, Mark Andrews and Zach Ertz. I don't even think I could do it with Higby because I just don't like, I don't know if that's sustainable. I have to imagine that they get better, whether Allen Robinson takes a step forward, whether they bring back Odell. Like I just cannot see Higby's production being, you know, what it's been through the first five weeks throughout the entire season. That seems more risky, but can you name me another pairing of tight ends where you just be like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm good. Go ahead. Give him Andrews. Yeah, I mean, even Zach Ertz, I mentioned, he's going to get that bump down from Hopkins coming back too. Like you right. know, you got to keep that in mind. Like if you have him for this week, great. Playing Seattle, like you, you might have one week of solid production because Seattle just—I don't know where Seattle ranks allow, allowing tight end points, but it's got to be just absolutely enormous. They're bad. They're very bad. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know who you have to where you feel comfortable letting Mark Andrews walk. I don't even know I if Hawkinson would fit the bill. Like if I had Hawkinson and Andrews, I don't I don't know if I would trust that still. Because I'd say mainly because of his injury history. That guy what can about, go down th- in what the about this one? Eye. What about this one? Because this this is a guy that I've been loving and I, you know, his his draft capital was super faded. David Njoku. Like he feels like he's a safe uh tight end right now. That's interesting. Because I know he went off for a week. I'm not sure where he's gone since then. Do you have his his point by points for the season? Yeah. So the week one was the worst week. He went one for one with one for one, seven yards. Terrible. Complete like mold of what tight ends have been this year. But since then, uh, three for five in week two, 32 uh, receiving yards. In week three, nine for 10, 89 in a tutty. That was the week big four, one. five for seven, 73 yards. Week five, six for six, 88. Like the last Man. three weeks have been very solid. Yeah. Even week two, like you'll take that because, like you said, like it's not a goose egg. It, you know, pretty much that's what you're trying to do right now. If is you're avoid grabbing a tight, tight end, end that's going to give you zero. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm riding with Jared Gerald Everett right now. What am I? And I think I got Kittle in another. And Kittle is even Kittle Dude. has just been like, where has he been? I know he's injured for a little while, but even in his return, he's been non-existent. Just that passing offense is not there. And and I mean, like, I'm not going to pick on Jimmy. I'm I'm a Jimmy truther. I'm a, I'm a Jimmy G stan. Uh, we graduated in the same class at EIU together. So like, you know, I was wow. watching Jimmy, you know, throw the pigskin around, you know, a little bit while before the, you know, the, the random G, Jimmy G stands. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of his, but at the same time, like I don't dog him too much because of the fact that he wasn't with the team in the preseason. Like they were doing new things still. He was practicing on a field by himself. <laughs> like he wasn't with the team. Now you throw him in there to be the guy with literally one week of preseason practice with his team, like it's going to take a minute, you know what I mean? To, to yeah. really get all the kinks out and they still looked good in my, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Right. So um, yeah, Kittle's Kittle has not been great. Haven't loved that offense. He would not be someone that I would trust in that pairing. So yeah, for me, I would be leaning Mark Andrews just because of the scarcity of the position. It's just that right. simple. You will find other guys that are viable at the running back position, whether it be waivers, whether it be injuries or just, you know, the shifting of the tides, right? Like there, I know it's not popular, but in a lot of leagues this week, you are still able to go out and get Kenneth Walker 55%, you know, ownership rating, I believe on Yahoo coming into uh week six uh, pre- previous to waivers. He's got, I had well to trade for eight. him, but I have him in one of my leagues. 
What do you well, think yeah, about exa- that exactly. trade? Like you, you could make a move for a guy like that or spend a lot of fob if available or whatever it is. Like there are going to be moments to pivot off of those. I don't want to ride out Kate Otten. You know what I mean? Like he was a big ad this week. Everyone was very excited about him because of his performance. He's a young tight end. It's Tom Brady. There's a lot to be excited about there. I'm not going to overbuy, you know, into that for with one week. You know what I mean? So there's going to be other moves that you can make at at running back that are probably going to be a little bit more viable than giving up one of the like one of two one a options at the tight end position. Couldn't do it. Do you think I fleece the guy? I'm a big Lenny fan, so that's tough for me. I got I got Kenneth Walker Jr. the third for Antonio Gibson and Garrett Wilson. I I think he believes uh, or he likes to go by Ken, sir. He's he's more of a Ken guy. Doesn't like Kenneth Kenneth. Walker Jr. the third is exactly how I will refer to my running back, (laughs) whether he likes it or not. (laughs) But who is who is the other guy that did that recently that came out and was like, "Oh, this is how you say my name." Oh, that's uh, that was probably uh, Clyde Edwards. Tyrod. Oh, Tyrod Taylor too. Yeah, it's not Tyrod. It's Tyrod. Tyrod. And then there's the guy who changed his name, um, Shaq. Shaq Leonard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, instead of uh, Shaquille Leonard, it's uh, Shaq Leonard. Yep. I don't. I don't mind it. I, I like. I like that. I mean, he seems like a Shaq, right? I mean, he he oh, should yeah. fucking play dude. one of these days. He should yeah. play one of these days. That, that bastard. I. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about tight ends. I was about to reference uh, Everett. I the one team that I have Everett on. I have Everett and Austin Hooper. Those are my only tight ends. Oh no. <laughs> no, Wait, it's what been happened it's, to Austin, man? Holy, it's baloney. been great. Well, he doesn't play for Atlanta anymore. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's one positive. Well, I mean, it wasn't because that's where he made his money. That's you true. know what I mean. Like it was that's where good. that's that's what got him paid. Was then he went to Cleveland, made a bunch of money, didn't get used. Hmm. Now he's in Tennessee, making a respectable amount of money, mid-tier. not getting used. <laughs> yeah, mid mid tier cash, but you know he's he's getting paid like you know, he's a millionaire, but you know not getting used. All right, last segment here. We're going to be hitting on some over-under picks for fantasy point totals. These are numbers straight from underdog. So if you like our stacks here, uh, our run of picks, be sure to go lock them into your lineups and make some money. First up, we got Kirk Cousins. We peeped him a little bit earlier going down to Miami. Seems like the weather's not going to be too bad there. Humidity is going to be about 70%, not going to be overkill. We're looking at 19.15 fantasy points over-under. What do we got? I'm, I'm going over. I I, like I, f- I feel like this is the game because the other one on here I was looking at was his 34 and a half passing attempts. That's a lot. That's a big number. I, I would definitely go lower than the pass mm-hmm. attempts, but over on the fancy points because I see explosive plays coming. I just think this is even if Tua plays or anyone plays, I think it could go both ways. I so see Tua, just, Tua is not. So to, just to put this out there, Tua is not playing. Okay. He hit one. He, one, has cleared concussion protocol, but, two, he has been ruled inactive. Teddy Bridgewater has cleared concussion protocol. He is active, and he is the designated backup quarterback to Skylar Thompson. Okay. So that's that's good to know. So there might not be as much back and forth, knowing who the quarterbacks are for, you know, for Miami. Mm-hmm. I just think there's so much potential here for big plays. Yep. For Minnesota, Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson, even in the running game, you could get Dalvin Cook to do something special. Mm-hmm. I think 25 pass attempts would be enough to get Kirk Cousins into like 30 point territory. That's just what well, I see happening. I think it'll be crazy. I think that he has the potential to th- pass for three touchdowns, and that's just is, is enough for me. Not even taking into consideration the yards, I think you get at least one big one to JJ. I think this is an Adam Thielen touchdown type of week. I like taking him for an anytime touchdown prop this week. And we had already discussed discussed Irv Smith in the running game. So I feel like he could easily have two passing touchdowns by the half, gets a garbage time one to end it, and, and that's just enough for me. The yard should be there. I like him easily to clear 250. He's at 258 uh, here on underdog. So that, that should be a very another very easy number. Three and a half rushing yards. I'll take that too. I don't. I don't know where. And you why never so know. Just so. one good scramble, and he likes. Yeah, he's the exactly. kind of quarterback that will fight for the extra yard. He's not going to just run out of bounds. He'll like do the little mm-hmm. dive or something cool to get that over three and a half. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, some really good numbers there for Cousins this week. Uh, next, 
Next up is uh, J.K. Dobbins for the Baltimore Ravens. They are traveling to the Giants this week. I think it's a friendlier matchup, but the Giants have been kind of like a low-key, you know, solid defense here. His number's at 9.75. I like this over as well. I'm, I'm really not too scared of it, even with, like, his moderate production so far. Yeah, nine and a half seems low. Right? Like, I know the Giants have been sneaky good defense. Brian Dable has found a way to kind of turn that team around just instantly. I mean, what mm-hmm. are they, four and one? It's, it's yeah. asinine. I don't know. It's just nine and a half seems too low. I, it might be around that territory, maybe like 11, 12 points at the lowest. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to take the over just because I I don't know. I just look at that and think, why? I mean, J.K. Dobbins has been the guy. He's been doing great as of well, late. Well, if we look at his rushing total, he he's his total on underdog is at 44 and a half. That's exactly what he's pretty much done the last two weeks. Eight for 44 against Cincinnati. 13 for 41 and a touchdown up against Buffalo. I like this matchup better than both of those previous yeah. games. Yeah. And this is this is a big test still for the Giants as well. Like, yeah, they've been good, but, you know, I know they beat the Bears. I know um, – do they beat the Cowboys? Or is that their one loss? No, because uh, Cooper Rush is still – Undefeated. Yeah, so that's oh, yeah, so that, that's yeah, got to be their one the loss. Then. So yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be a big test for them. And Lamar in the running game, I think, will just be a little bit too much. Um, I also like his rushing and receiving yards at fifty-four. If his rushing total is at forty-four, like I feel like that's enough yeah, for me. A ten um, extra receiving yards, yeah, that should be fine. Yeah, and they're and they're just getting him, you know, kind of ramped up, right? Like this is only his. This is going only going to be his fourth game played. He set out the first couple of weeks, so I feel like this is a good spot to you know kind of like build his confidence. Like it, it could be a big week for him. Uh, and I also have Lamar for reference as the number one quarterback this week. That's over Josh Allen. That's over Patty Mahomes. So I'm really uh, expecting a lot from B- uh, Baltimore this week. I'm glad to hear that because my fantasy <laughs> team needs a little boost. Yeah, Lamar take, Lamar's taken a little bit of a dip the past couple of weeks. I mean, he was like the first three weeks, he had like what, 12 touchdowns and three games or something? We all like knew that, that wasn't sustainable. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's, it's got to lull a little bit. But when you get a matchup like this after those couple of lull weeks, like you got to feel it, right? Like you got to mm-hmm. feel like it could be a big spot for Lamar in that offense. All right, we got two more picks uh, left here, and then we're going to head out and go enjoy our Saturdays. Been a long one and a good one. Thank you for coming on. Uh, we've got uh, Mr. Tyler Lockett. He's at 14.15. I feel like it's still a, a bit higher than I'd want to attack him at. If he was at like 10, 11, I would kind of feel the over here. But I'm, I'm going to take the under. I feel like Gino could have a, a, a day. Uh, Kenneth could have a day. DK, like it could, it feels like it could really go anywhere. We've seen Will Disley steal some touchdowns as well. I'm going to say the under, uh, just by a hair, just just uh, just barely under 14 and uh, 0.15. This feels like recency bias, like right? Last week's game is definitely affecting this fan, this this over under right now. Thousand percent I, agree. And I don't. Plus, I I heard a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a thing with Tyler Lockett having some hamstring issues this week. It's nothing that'll hold him out. It, it did limit him in practice a little bit, so he's just kind of nursing it. Right. I don't, I don't know if that's going to affect his play, but it's something to keep an eye on. And then just Seahawks wide receivers don't have back to back amazing weeks. It never right. happens. They always change the game play up where it's like, oh, all right, Tyler had his turn. All right, DK, let's go. Or like, you know, all right, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a tight end week. You know, or running backs, we're gonna run heavy this week, something like that. That's just how it's always gone. So yeah, I'm going under here. I'd go. I would probably go under ten, if like I don't. If Oof. I if I had the ability to like bet how many alt line fancy points ago, yeah, the alt line. I go like under ten. That's where I'd be sitting. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Definitely recency bias. And actually, his target share has gone down since uh, weeks two and three. Weeks two and three, he had eleven targets. Week four, he had eight. And then the following week, last week, he had six. Obviously, two touchdowns. Very, very nice. But I agree good. with you. He he doesn't have back to back games of this level of production just yet. So I would stay off. And I agree with you, thousand percent recency bias, hands down. Last one up, probably the toughest pick of the day, Travis Kelsey. Over 14.75. He was held in check last week. 25 receiving yards, four receiving touchdowns. I Held in check is kind of a variable term, I guess. Yeah, you just leave out the touchdown part. Seven catches, 25 yards. Held in check. Easy peasy. Don't mention the four touchdowns. That's fine. Don't bring that up. (laughs) Don't bring that up. I got to imagine he finds Pater. Like, just at least one. Yeah. And I I feel like that'll be enough with, like, you know, Six to ten catches. 
like I, I think I, I brought up earlier, the Bills learned their lesson. I'd like to think in that game last in last in the divisional round. There, mm-hmm. they're gonna put Milano on him. They're probably gonna have a safety doubling over the top. Is Poyer gonna, gonna be healthy to, this week? Who? Uh, Jordan Poyer. It. I, I don't know where he's sitting right he, now. He uh, he has an interception. I know in every start thus far. I mean, he's, he's missed. A game. I think he's missed at least one game, but he mm-hmm. has an interception every start so far. And I mean, it's a pass happy offense when they play the Bills. Mm-hmm. So if there, if he does play, he'll have plenty of balls to try and get his hands on. Plus, he especially if he wants to try and undercut Travis Kelsey. Right. I feel like they're going to game plan for Kelsey. I do think he finds the end zone. Can you? I just don't know how many targets are they really going to try and force him the ball if he's double covered because i know they're going to you're going to have to get the ball to juju you're going to have to get the ball somewhere else i like i like mvs this week to be honest um he's been getting very consistent Mm -hmm. targets um but some weeks some weeks the the deep passing game for the kansas city chiefs has just been taken away yeah you know that game up against uh the colts uh i think there was was it the Bengals that they played? There was a couple of weeks where I was just, I felt like good about MVS and then I'm watching the game and I'm just seeing like, just like the deep ball is not there. Checkdowns of the tight end, tight ends, not just Kelsey. Um, Jody, what's it? Fortson, Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, uh, Nicole Hardman, like the roster clogger guys are just, you know, helping move the chains and uh, Mahomes is being Mahomes, you know? That's why I feel like the Chiefs have been better this season. I think that's why the Chiefs are better without Tyreek. They're not trying to force him the ball 80 yards downfield. They're just right now they're playing a real NFL offense. They're like, yeah, let's get everyone involved. No one's going to know where the ball's going. Short passes, different routes, confused yeah. people, movement in the backfield, and they've been great. It was the Colts and the Chargers. That's who it was. Not uh, not not the not uh, Cincinnati. So yeah, those weeks he only had three passing touchdowns for an interception. Oh, crazy! It's, it sounds so terrible, right? <laughs> uh, the following week Darn. he put up three for one, the exact same total from the previous weeks, and then last week he put up four passing touchdowns. I feel like it's kind of like that two touchdown game, kind of something similar to, to the Chargers. I'm not sure what Kelsey did in that game, but I I don't know. It's it's tough for me to say no to Kelsey totals just because he is you know the biggest focal point of that offense. Like you said, they will throw to him in double coverage. I mean, I like Matt Milano in theory. I would love to have him on my team, the Bears. I feel like we're missing, you know, a, a solid linebacker there alongside Roquan Smith. Not to disrespect Nick Morrow, but come on, Nick Morrow, you're not, you know, like you're not Lance Briggs, pal. Like that's that's not happening, <laughs> you know. So I, I would like him, but in theory, I feel like Kelsey is going to be able to <clears throat> match up well up against even double coverage against Buffalo. Jordan Poirier's there, healthy, you know. I'll definitely feel less confident about it, but he's Kelsey's just a sit it and forget it guy, you know. Just like you're, you're, you're good to go. I'm, I'm gonna take his over. I, I could easily eat crow on this one, but I'm gonna take the under. I just Fair think enough. the Bills are gonna game plan around him so hard that if they're like, yeah, if we lose the MVS, great, fine, we lose the MVS or we lose the Clyde, sure. we lose the McKinnon, they're mm-hmm. not gonna lose to Kelsey. Fair enough. Hey, that's what I was feeling like last week until Kelsey until. wouldn't stop scoring touchdowns. Because because <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, you know what? You can stop him, you know, between, you know, the zero to 20 yard mark. But inside the 20, like y'all are screwed. Like, yep. good luck. <laughs> Double what? Double what? Double touchdowns. <laughs> All right. Again, been a very good show. Appreciate you coming on. We've got Guts 50 in the chat here. We're going to answer a question and then head out for the day. Would you trade Nick Chubb, Amon Ra, St. Brown, Jared Goff for, wow, Jalen Hurts? Alvin Kamara and Stefan Diggs. I don't know. I think I hold. I like Hertz. I like Diggs, but I feel like what you're getting out of Chubb and Amon Ra is, is just enough for me. Jared Goff had a bad week uh, up against the Patriots, but I mean, he's been a top five quarterback fantasy wise. You know, I mean, obviously he's not someone you're trying to start your franchise with, but for fantasy, he's been very, very good. And I feel like the Lions game narratives are going to be great for fantasy throughout the entire season their defense is god awful there's going to be a lot of weeks where i feel golf outscores hurt still yeah i feel like this trade is being made right now like someone's thinking about it because and in, and in 14, because of the bad week 
and yeah, in fourteen man PPR, like this is a big trade. Yeah, you know, like like the the the, the roster scarcity is much more significant in a league that that deep. So I I think I hold. I think yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's kind yeah. of an overreaction. You're overreacting right. to Alvin Kamara his success. You're overreacting to the lack of success from golf. Maybe even the same. So of Amon Ra St. Brown, like guys, don't be fading Amon Ra. Like Bill Belichick, what he does is, is he attacks your best target on your offense, running back, wide receiver, tight end, whatever it is. And his entire plan for that week is to remove that player from your tool set. Like that, that's his job. Right. And that's, and he does it very well. It's gone as far back as tight ends like Jimmy Graham and Mark Andrews to elite running backs like Alvin Kamara, who you're at, who you have in this trade, Dalvin cook, even Adrian Peterson. Like that's what they do. That's an overreaction dumping him. And Nick Chubb is a top three running back in the league. So getting rid of him is just, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I mean, I like, I like Jalen hurts. I like Diggs. I mean, like even in bill in the bills offense, Diggs has been getting his fair share, but you got Gabe Davis. there still, it was taking a lot of targets away. They've Isaiah got everybody McKenzie getting more involved. Khalil Shakur, Sh- Isaiah Shakir. McKenzie, yeah. like everyone's getting a, getting a love. I would I would hold tight. I know it's I know you had a bad week with St. Brown and Goff, but just it'll come back. You'll be okay. Don't you get a wag of the finger here for wanting to sell sell Chubb, my guy? That's a that's a wag of the finger. No, <laughs> the, but the thank you we give you a tip of the cap. That's some that's some old school Stephen Colbert stuff. Wag of the finger, tip of the cap. American hero him. Stephen Colbert. I miss I miss him and uh, um, John Stewart, John on Comedy Central. There, I miss yeah, him. That, the, like, the good times, good the times, good old days. I think like Tosh Point oh is still on. Like and you know, like like Tosh Point oh, like the first like season or two was 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 a was a fun thing, and then yeah, it's like the same thing with that and like ridiculousness. Like like okay, it was fun for a while. Like the shtick is up. Let's move on. No, nah, I was never into ridiculous. I liked I liked Robin Big. Which is like you know like where that all trended to. Robin Big was fun. That 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 was funny when it was like you know in it, mm-hmm. then it was over. You know, is what it is. All right, good stuff. Uh, yeah, nothing else to close in on on that trade. I think we wrapped it up here. Uh, Dylan, let everybody know where they can find you. What you're working on. Give them the good stuff. Well, we're just started fresh uh, with Durf and Dylan. You know, we've always been Durf and Dylan when we were doing on and off the field, but we decided to change up the handle. Now we are just straight up Durf and Dylan. Currently, we've been doing the Fans of the Weast podcast, the Seattle Seahawks Buffalo Bills Center podcast. I'm a Seahawks fan. He's a Bills fan. So we have a lot of fun just being able to, like, talk about our teams and get in depth and and do that. Um, we're going to do some more stuff in the future, thinking about doing some golf stuff. Because we live in New York, so, I mean, it's hard to do golf stuff right now, but we're going to be playing on some stuff for next year. Right uh, a lot of fun projects here for a different Dylan. Awesome. Love it. Appreciate you coming on, sir. All right. We got someone offered me this oh. trade to Nick Chubb, Mike Boone, John Dotson, Josh Jacobs, Delvin Cook, and D Hop. I don't know what that means. Yeah, what is that? Who who we who are we talking about here? Who, who's someone getting, offered who's me this trade where? to Nick Chubb, John Dotson. Yeah, we don't know who's for who, pal. We don't know who's for who. I mean, I assume you have Nick Chubb. He does. If we split we know this that. three and three, Nick Chubb, Mike Boone, and Jahan Dotson, four, yeah. Josh Jacobs, Dalvin Cooks, and D Hop. Uh, so I'll tell you who I like in this trade, and that's Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, and Dalvin Cook, and and D D Hop, of course. Okay, I get Josh Jacobs and D Falcon and Falcon. And who the fuck is Falcon? It's Falcon Dalvin. Dalvin. <laughs> Yeah, so okay, yeah. So we split it in half there. So yeah. Okay. Josh Jacobs, Dalvin Cooks, D Hop for Nick Chubb, Mike Boone, Jahan Dotson. Okay, sorry. Uh da, 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 da. Josh Jacobs, Dalvin, and D Hop. I like for... this one more than the other. Yeah, I, I do too. Josh Jacobs has been great. Dalvin Cook, always good. D Hop coming back is a great buy low opportunity because you have no idea what you're getting out of him yet. Uh yeah, I would do that one. I would be okay with that. It sucks because to give up Nick Chubb, but the fact that you're getting rid of Mike Boone, who was no one, and Jahan no Dotson, who's on Washington, yeah, and you get to replace him with D Hop, and you replace Mike Boone with Dalvin Cooks, and like I, you're not going to get the exact same value with Josh Jacobs for Nick Chubb, but you make up that value with the other two. Yeah, no, if, if, I mean, that's a Josh Jacobs trade. right yeah. now is an RB one. He's a top five running back as far as fantasy totals go. Dalvin Cook has, I don't know where he's exactly falling in line, but he has that potential, same as Nick Chubb, which is what you're getting. Because like he said, like this guy is saying that he wants to sell Nick Chubb. Okay, 
obviously I give you the wag of the finger, but it's your team. You do whatever you want with right. it, right? So if you're going to get rid of Nick Chubb, Jacobs and Cooks is a good swap. Like if that was the only part of the trade, I would feel really good about it. But you're also adding on D Hop and you're getting rid of your bench trash. So like I feel yeah. very good about it. That would be a trade I'm agreeing with. Yeah. That would be one I would agree with. Yeah, I agree. That's 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 good. All right. Guts exactly. 50, appreciate you riding with us in the chat. Appreciate everyone at home downloading, listening. Be sure to leave us a review. We got the good stuff for you. Today, folks, is the last day that you can enter the DeAndre Swift free jersey giveaway. So comment on this video, follow the channel, and let us uh, or then DM us uh, that those completed tasks on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy, and you are in. We are doing that raffle tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern for the kickoff of week six. And then we're running it back. We'll have another jersey giveaway after that, too. And on top of that, we're also giving away $50 uh, to the merch store at SGPN. Uh, one more time. Dylan, let them know where they can find you. Ooh, at Durf and Dylan. Pretty much any social media platform that you use, especially Twitter, fans of the Weiss, any podcasting platform you want, and YouTube. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can find me on Twitter at SGPNJB. You can find the SGPN Fantasy Group uh, for football at SGPN Fantasy on Twitter. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Smash the Fantasy tab. We've got all the good stuff for you. IDP, Dynasty, Redraft, Trade Charts. Uh, trade value charge, I, I should say, so you can you know get the best you know swap analysis you, you, that you need throughout the season. Uh, waivers, fob, we've got it all. Come and ride with us. Take care. Be well. Be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.